Amazing day, everyone. Happy Monday. Amazing, amazing day. We're going over sickle cell anemia on today. This is a subject that's found at Quick Facts, but we literally have so much going on. It, it is literally so much going on. You know tonight what's going down? Scary Topics is going down. Let me just get into the formalities of it. But first, let's start here. Liking the page on Remar, um, on the Facebook page. This has been really important because we are indeed doing the giveaways and we had our giveaway winners for last week. And so they will be getting some Remar merch, which is fantastic. They can pick out the hoodies, the t-shirts and everything. So we actually had three winners for the Facebook giveaway. So you guys need to like that page so that as we go into the holiday season, the good stuff is coming. The good stuff is coming. We'll be giving away uh, all that, all that, all those products, man. Uh, also, Scary Topics is going down. And do me a favor. If you are attending Scary Topics, there is something you need to do for me right now, especially if you have your Scary Topics workbook. If you have your Scary Topics workbook and you're ready to go, please go ahead and turn to page. What page is it? You have to do this because as I was preparing for last night, I said, oh, I forgot to tell them. Please prepare to turn to page one and do the pretest. You see, I did my pretest already. Do that before tonight's class. So I know you guys have a lot of, you guys have, you know, the workbook. Scary Topics is going down tonight, 8 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow night and then Wednesday is game night. So tonight at 8 p.m., tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And then we are doing a game night, a game night. And people are like, hey, how can I watch it? Do I have to pay? Do I need my ticket? It is totally free. You can watch it on the Remar for NCLEX YouTube channel. So just like you're watching right now, go ahead, get your workbook, get your cup of juice, your popcorn, whatever. And tonight we'll be going over the scary topics. This is a class that I do because a lot of you who are testing this year, all right? So if you're testing October, November, December, this is something that you need to plan to and intend. Uh, also, we do have the B2 on sale for you who are attending. So it is a major sale happening right now. So if you are taking NCLEX this year, this is the event for you. This is the sale for you. All right. And we know that you need to take NCLEX anyways. So I'm asking you to make this investment in yourself by coming to class. All right. Congratulations to Anne-Marie Stewart, who says, hi, I passed my NCLEX RN exam on the 18th. Congratulations. LaShawn Taylor says, hi, Regina and Mark. I passed my NCLEX. These are Remar nurses. These are Remar nurses who are getting results. And so if you are testing, if you are testing, Lizzie said, I love, I love it. I love V2. Thank you so much. If you are testing this year, you have to take NCLEX anyways, set your alarm for this class. This is investment night one. There's three investments tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And the best part about it is that they're investing into your career, which is going to follow you. So do these topics. We'll be going over um, prioritization, which is huge. The majority of NCLEX is prioritization. So if it's something that you struggle with, come to class tonight. All right, come to class tonight. Also going over grief, death and dying, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, 
And I have been exposing you guys to a little bit of the things that I will be going over tonight, just to see where you are, just to see, you know, um, if it's something I need to cover. And let me say, everything that I'm covering tonight, I absolutely need to cover because it's an area the most nursing students struggle with. Hence why I call it scary topics, okay? Scary topics. So get in. If you don't have it on YouTube, uh, you can also still watch it on Facebook too. If you just prefer to be on Facebook, we will be going live on Facebook. But again, this is what you need to be focused on. You got a few hours left. Get this workbook, print it out. We will be going over all of the content tonight. And then the question review will be tomorrow. Okay. So only thing that you need to do, what pages do you need to do before tonight's class? It's literally just page one. It's just page one. All right. And there are five there are five questions, but the questions are kind of involved. And so let's see for you guys to see the right answers. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are the these are the questions and I want you to do them. OK, try to do them on your own, but we will go over them tonight. All right. So. Now let's get into let's get into tonight's topic. Um, well, that's scary topics, but then sickle cell. Oh, wait, 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 wait. How can I, how can I proceed past what? What do we always do as we do our fundamentals? Oh my goodness. I almost forgot. I was going to go right into the topic, but I do want to keep track of our clipboard. Okay. So we do have a clipboard review right now. We're talking about um, sickle cell anemia. So get the comments ready on the screen, please. Sickle cell anemia. And what's happening here is we are talking about a special disease type. Now, what type of disease is sickle cell anemia? Come on in, smash that like button. Let's get our likes up already so we can unlock the bonus question on tonight. Uh, this does come from Quick Facts. All right, this is in Quick Facts. So now what happens is this, sickle cell anemia, the disease type is, this is actually a, this type of disease. And it's very important for you to know that this is a genetic disease type. So that means that a patient with sickle cell anemia is inheriting, is inheriting um, characteristics from both parents because it is autosomal recessive, meaning that you have to be you know, you have to be getting um, the, the, the actual genetic disorder from your mom and your dad, all right? Very important. Now, what part of the blood is going to be affected with sickle cell anemia? What part of the blood is affected? Is it the plasma? Is it the white blood cells? What part of the blood are we actually going to see affected here all right and i love it i'm getting messages i see you guys and i appreciate when you guys message me as well asking me questions about the v2 asking me questions about when is the next sale the sale is happening right now all right and the the scary topics theme the scary topics theme is going on with the sale too i'm actually looking for this the red blood cells definitely I like when you guys put the red blood cells, it's kind of up here too, but also I want you to understand the hemoglobin, all right, which is the cell's capacity to carry what is also gonna be affected. So yes, of course we have a red cell, a red blood cell change in shape, okay? And we call that shape what? 
Yeah. What is the actual name of the shape here? Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. So it's a crescent shape or a sickle shape. Now, you said that the hemoglobin is affected, so that is going to absolutely affect the oxygen carrying capacity of the red blood cells. So what is the lifespan? What is the lifespan of a sickled blood cell? Mm, what is the life? What is the life span? Good job, everybody. Good job. It is no of a sickled red blood cell. So it'll be, if you look at quick facts, it'll say six to 20 days, okay? Six to 20 days. So most references will say 20 days and they're being very generous at that, all right? So very generous. Okay, so now we understand that this is a genetic disorder. We're expecting to see it develop in what? Is it, are we gonna see this in infancy? Or are we gonna see this in childhood? Are we gonna see this in adulthood? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that before. Sickle cell anemia, when is it gonna show up? Will we be able to see this at birth? Will we be able to see this at birth? Yes or no? Birth, yes or no? When a baby is born, will we know if it has sickle cell anemia? This is good. Has anybody ever asked you that before? Who's learning here? So at birth, we won't be able to tell. At birth, we won't know because did you know that you have fetal, you have fetal red blood cells and then you have your adult red blood cells, okay? And so they do sometimes, they, they will sometimes screen, especially if they know both parents have the trait, right? But if both parents are just carriers and they're unaware, when a baby is first born, there's not a reason to test that baby. And that baby for the first couple weeks will be feeling fine, will be doing fine. And then all of a sudden you have an experience where it's like, hey, my baby is acting strange. My baby is crying a lot. My baby is having issues with looking pale, all right? And then that is when the understanding comes into play, especially if it's an African-American baby we may need to do some testing for sickle cell anemia because the fetal, the fetal red blood cells will not have the genetic markers of the two parents just yet, okay? Because this is an adult-like condition, right? Um, and so after a few weeks, the baby's adult hemoglobin, adult red blood cells will begin to show up and those red blood cells are going to be abnormal, all right, abnormal. And so a lot of times uh, patients are still diagnosed with sickle cell anemia after birth. All right, so, 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 so let's talk about it. A complication, a complication from sickle cell disease is sickle cell anemia. And uh, it's a hemozygous sickle cell mutation causing red blood cells to become what? It will, they become rigid, rough, and elongated, forming a sickle cell shape, okay? Or a crescent shape, that's what we say. Um, and so Catherine asked this good question. So would you say infancy or childhood? I think 
I would still say infancy because when children are diagnosed with this, they are typically, they can be under six months and I would still consider that to be an infant. Although they could begin to have complications as early as eight months um, with the condition. All right, if not treated. So that's what I would say. Thank you so much, okay, for these great questions. And so um, as a result of the crescent-shaped, sickled, low-oxygen-carrying red blood cells, then we have anemia because of it. And also the destruction of the red blood cells. Also, you're going to hear the term hemolysis when you are studying about sickle cell anemia. You're going to have that term as well. And so what is a sickle cell disease? It is a result of a genetic sickle mutation. Also, you're having defective hemoglobin synthesis. So that means that the red blood cells are not able to carry the oxygen that they should be able to carry. And then this is also an autosomal recessive trait. So please, I keep saying this for a reason, please hold on to this during this live class. So how long do sickled red blood cells live? We talked about this. This is also found in your Quick Facts book, but you do need to know this. And this speaks to the frequency of the problems that our patient could have. Normal blood red, red blood cells live about 120 days. Sickle red blood cells live six to 20 days, six to 20 days. So imagine the hemolysis or destruction that is happening rapidly in our patients. What to look out for? These are complications that a sickle cell child, all right, or infant or an adult are going to struggle with. They are going to be fever, hematuria, uh, hepatosplenomegaly. That's a lot there. So you have hepato, which indicates what? The liver, spleno, which indicates the spleen. Megaly, they're going to be large. Jaundice is also a condition because of more bilirubin in the blood. Yeah, you have more bilirubin in the blood with sickle cell anemia. Joint swelling. As the sickled blood cells clump together, you're going to have issues with swelling at the joints, leg ulcers. Anemia is going to result in paler, tachycardia, bone pain, breathing issues, all right? Chest pain and recurrent infections, recurring infections. So I, I want you guys, as we're studying Anytime we're studying pathophysiology, whether you're in nursing school or if you come to the live class, when a sign or symptom is presented and you have a condition in your mind, I want you to stretch and try to see if you can make that connection. So when we're talking about any condition here that we, that we go over, right? So we're talking about sickle cell anemia, stretch yourself and say, how does, you know, how does fever Present. What is the connection between sickle cell anemia and fever? What is the connection between sickle cell anemia and tachycardia? That is how you study. That's how you study. Okay. And that is how you make sure that even when you're in nursing class, that you are following what the teacher is saying. And if you're not following, stop and ask the question. Okay. Stop and ask the question. That's how you progress. All right. Now, 
Let's go on to complications. So in sickle cell anemia, your patient will have certain complications, but they also are predisposed to crisis, okay? And we wanna make sure that our patient is never in a crisis situation or if NCLEX is presenting you a scenario, you're able to understand, is this just a stable sickle cell patient or does my patient have a crisis happening, a crisis happening. Now, when we talk about the complications, the complications that we are going to be expecting are going to be these, right? Chronic pulmonary complications. When you have sickle cell anemia, you have issues of your blood clumping up. You have these occlusive periods and they are going to present in certain organs. Breathing difficulty can be one of them, especially when there is an increased oxygen demand, all right? Especially when there is a decreased oxygen demand. Heart failure, you think about it. Well, how does heart failure play into sickle cell anemia? Same thing with heart murmurs. Patients with sickle cell anemia typically have issues with their heart strength being able to meet the demands of the body, especially when you have red blood cells dying every six days, the oxygenation overall is going to be kind of poor. And so the organs are going to be constantly crying out for more oxygen. And whose responsibility is it to keep the circulation going? It is the heart's. The heart never gets a breath. Uh, the, the heart, I should say, never gets a break. And so that's going to put increased demands on the patient's heart. So I hope you um, get this connection right now. Retinopathy, the eyes, all right, the kidneys suffer. Like I say, you can never talk about congestive heart failure without talking about the kidneys. You can never talk about heart failure without talking about the kidneys. They are always, always, always involved, okay? They go together. And then also, like I said, you know, the eyes are suffering too. The vaso-occlusive crisis, when we move into a crisis situation, it means that your sickle cell patient is, is potentially going to die, right? They're in a situation where if the nurse does not evaluate and assess them, okay, evaluate and assess them, then that is going to be a deadly situation for the patient. And so vaso-occlusive crisis is just like it sounds just like it sounds. It is a situation where the, uh, the occlusion of the vessels are to a point where the organs are beginning to suffer. The spleen is one of those organs. With sickle cell anemia, because the spleen has the job of filtering the blood and, um, you know, filtering the blood out, if you get backed up red blood cells that are clumped together in the spleen, the spleen is going to begin to hold, hold more blood volume. And that means that the circulation volume of blood is dropping increasingly, okay? And a patient can die if the spleen, because the spleen can hold up to a third of the body's need for blood, right? So the spleen can just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and it can just keep holding the blood. Meanwhile, the brain, the organs are not getting that blood because the spleen is like, I'm not finished filtering this blood. I can't release it. 
but also it can't release the blood because it's a clump there, right? And so what happens is the patient becomes hypotensive and they can expire because of that. So vaso-occlusive crisis, always an issue. Aplastic crisis, hemolytic crisis, um, acute sequestration crisis, these are all other situations that result basically from the blood clumping up together. All right, so I just want to make sure that you guys understand crisis is different from complication, and it is really your responsibility to be familiar with these terms as you are studying for your licensure exam. So um, again, when you talk about the crisis situation of your patient, when you talk about the crisis situation of your patient, um, I want to note too that in infancy, you're going to see the acute sequestration crisis as well. And this is kind of what I was talking about with the spleen, where your baby begins to be pale, hypotensive, because the blood volume is not circulating properly. How do you diagnose this? How do you diagnose this? Well, the laboratory values that are going to be important are going to be the complete blood count because you'll, you'll be able to tell the hemoglobin level from that. You can also do a blood smear, which is going to allow you to see the, the shape of the red blood cells. Chest x-rays are going to show you the organs and if they are enlarged or irregular at any point, which is going to be helpful. Treatment. There is no, there is no cure for sickle cell anemia. There is no cure. And sometimes I see NCLEX questions throwing this term in for new nurses who may not have studied the subject in depth. And so you think that there is going to be a treatment plan that is going to cause a, a finality where there is no complications ever for this patient. And that is just not the case. We definitely are going to be looking at managing crisis and complications always for sickle cell patients. Um, it's sometimes difficult to even call them stable because very few times are they going to be actually stable. They're always going to be um, suffering or dealing with some issue of this genetic disorder. So God bless all of the nurses who are caring for our amazing sickle cell patients, all right? And when we talk about treating a patient who is not in crisis, these are the things that we're talking about. And I saw some of the questions asking about this. So avoiding extreme temperatures. Just for general day-to-day -day care, the patient should not go out in like areas that are too cold, areas that are too hot, because these, ex these extremes are going to put pressure on the patient's bodies, all right? Avoidance of stress in general, well-balanced diet, adequate amount of folate and iron-rich foods, very important. Fluid intake, probably one of the most important things, okay? One of the most important things to prevent the sickling of, um, the, not the sickling, but the clumping together, the aggregation of the sickled cells. Hydration is going to do that. And then any early detection of 
organ damage as well is going to be important. When you talk about the sickle cell patient traveling, I saw somebody say, well, how does flying or um, travel in general affect a sickle cell patient? We do have to we do have to teach them that anytime they are doing something that is out of their normal routine, that can predispose them for dehydration, right? And so sometimes when you're traveling, you're on a long flight, you're not properly hydrating yourself, you're off your medication routine. And so those things will prevent the, um, those things will prevent you from having your normal flow, all right, of, of just your daily life. And so I see the question here is, is how long is the life expectancy? I think because there are so many new treatments and there's there, I, I would say that a patient with sickle cell anemia can have just as long a life as, you know, a, a person maybe without the disease if they are well managed, right? And if the complications are addressed early on. So everything that I have been uh, looking at has said that the sickle cell anemic patient can have a, you know, a life expectancy that is just as normal, especially if they are in, you know, uh, a, a, a country where they have access to, to standard care, to good standard care, right? And some of you may know people who have sickle cell anemia in your family, or you actually work treating sickle cell anemic patients. So if you have a number and, you know, you want to throw it out there, let me know what the life expectancy is. But I couldn't find uh, like 30 or 40 or 50 years. I didn't, I didn't see anything like that. During crisis management, the idea is always going to be minimize the pain. It is going to be provide hydration, oral and IV hydration. Administer oxygen therapy is going to help decrease the oxygen demands and bed rest with activity as tolerated. Okay, that is during the crisis. I like this comment. My aunt is 80 now with the disease. Good stuff, good stuff. Without the crisis, let's look at some pharmacology here. Without crisis, we are doing antibiotics, which are prophylactics, okay? Now, prophylactic just means you're giving it to prevent something. You're giving it to pre prevent any kind of infection because infection, of course, is gonna cause stress on the body. Iron supplements, because we know the hemoglobin is compromised, and then the vaccines as well. All right, vaccines are gonna be preventative. During a crisis, we're going to be giving pain management because when you hear that sickle cells are clumped together, it is very painful, so we want to address the pain. IV hydration and blood transfusions, okay? Blood transfusions. People who are carrying the trait of sickle cell, I, they have, they don't have the, any of these complications. If you just have the trait, sometimes you could be a carrier of the trait and not even know it, not even know it. Hydroxyurea was a medication that I had, um, I did see is used to treat, it is used to treat sickle cell anemia. It has been around for a very long time, since the 70s, I believe. And it was initially used to treat cancer. And what it does is it increases 
the production of red blood cells in sickle cell patients. That is why they use it. Um, oral, uh, it is given an oral route. And it, of course, it will help to reduce the sickle cell disease. Contraindications, you don't give it with people who have cytopenias. If you don't know what cytopenias are, please look that up. That is a term you need to be familiar with. Uh, also, the live vaccines. You guys should also know, you know the live vaccines as well. And, and some of you, I don't know if you have, if you have, if you have my review program, if you have V2, you know the live vaccines. Let me just pause for the cause. Can somebody put them on the screen? What are the live vaccines? We have oral polio. We have what? What else are the live vaccines? Important for you to know. Okay. I'm going to say, this. somebody says, are there any side effects? So adverse effects for adverse effects. <laughs> yes. Okay. We have oral polio, varicella, and MMR. Good job. Those are the live, those are the live vaccines. Influenza is not live. No, influenza is not live. Um, adverse effects for hydroxyurea that you want to know are bone marrow suppression and skin ulcers. Bone marrow suppression and skin ulcers. Nursing considerations also monitor for hematologic toxicity, look for a CBC, complete blood count. Um, with differential renal hepatic function uric acid. Anytime you give any patient a new medication, you definitely want to know what their renal and liver function is. Shout out to Nurse Caroline. She says this. Hi, Regina. Just to let you know, just to let my Remar community know, I passed my RN NCLEX next gen. She got it all. RN NCLEX next gen on October 16th. I use QuickFax V2 and God. I love that. <laughs> I love this. Trust Remar and Mark and believe God. I'm forever a Remar RN. You're next. You're next. Thank you so much. This testimonial, uh, I don't know if I got all of the testimonials, but please put them back on. I want to make sure I read all of them because we're coming into a time where it's the end of the year. And sometimes there is a slump for people who are uh, studying for NCLEX. They don't feel like doing it. They say, I'll just do it later after the holidays. And I just want to let you guys know that honestly, it is the best time to prepare for this NCLEX right now. Don't wait until after the holidays. Don't wait until next year. You guys need to be on it. And so I love that we have uh, so many Remar nurses that are like, hey, I know it was October. I'm still going to go for it. And so uh, Jessica says, hi, Remar. Came on here to tell you I passed my NCLEX last week on the third attempt on 1017. I'm officially a Remar nurse. Y'all know that's my favorite line to read. I'm officially a Remar nurse. Jessica, I'm so proud of you. I appreciate you so much. God bless you and your family and your family. Who else did I miss? This is this is just a pause for the cause. Joy. Hello, Regina and everyone. Last Friday, I, I passed NCLEX with Remar. Listen, if y'all want to come on, you know I love reading the comments, but we also love to see your faces as well. We also love to see your faces. Please congratulate these Remar nurses because they came back and told y'all that you can do it too. They were here studying with you, uh, but now they're no longer going to be studying with us. So I salute you guys because now you have the license and you'll get to enjoy the holidays in a different way. Uh, Ashanti, nurse Ashanti says, out of school eight years, took the NCLEX RN on October 19th for the eighth time, for the eighth time. 
I can, I will. I did pass NCLEX. I'm officially a Remar nurse. To God be the glory. Thanks for the motivation. It goes a long way. No, thank you for this motivation now. Uh, oh my goodness. I am so eight times. You guys, this is a miracle. This is a miracle for so many reasons. Everybody that's a repeat test taker and they attempt to go back again, the statistics say that you won't pass it. Like literally they say the more times you take NCLEX, the, the less chance you have of passing. And so Nurse Ashanti, you have done what man says you should not have been able to do, but God, right? <laughs> but God, that you were able to be victorious in your endeavor, endeavor to get your RN, to get your RN license. So congratulations. Oh man, this is good motivation on today. Anybody else, you need help passing your NCLEX, whether it's your first time or your eighth time, you can do it. You can do it, but you have to make the decision today that you are going to be a part of the Remar family. Wait, 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 wait. I got international nurse. Hi, my name is Margaret Cheptu from Kenya. I passed NCLEX last week at 85 questions. International nurse, uh, first time test new RN. Remar nurse V2 is the deal is the deal. Thank you, Regina. Listen, this is this is the flow here. This is the flow. This is the flow. We come here on Mondays and Wednesdays. We come here to study. Yes, that's a part of our routine. It's a part of it. It's a part of our study group. But also, we come here to allow people to give their praises, give their testimonies, and share with everybody that it is possible and you're not alone. Even though you may feel alone, it's possible. You can do it with God. Hey. See, I just called for I just called for testimonials. Okay. Hi, Regina. I passed my NCLEX RN on 10-10-23, my third attempt. 23 years post-school. 23 years out of school. Use V2 prayers and consistency. I'm officially a Remar nurse. MSC. RN, RN. Thank you so much, Regina and Mark and my beloved Remar family. That's you guys. Now look, you know, <laughs> I swear this is what happens, international nurse. At first, when people would do testimonials, it would just be me, right? It would just be like, thank you, Regina. We did it together. Then they start including Mark. So thank you, Regina and Mark. I love that, right? Because Mark became um, such, a, such a, a, a sense of motivation and inspiration to people. And, and and that's great. And I love seeing that too. And then now also, now into my beloved Remar family, which is you guys. Um, and now it seems right. It seems like right. Like every aspect of Remar, Team Remar, every aspect of us is now, um, is evident. And people want to know why, why is Remar growing? Why is Remar so different? How does this small company, you know, become now the forefront where people are watching us, following us. Literally, you guys know, I was thinking about this this morning and I, I love this testimonial and I thank you, I swear. I was thinking about this this morning and God gave it to me. We went to a, we went to a nursing convention. This is God. We went to a nursing convention last year 
And we had all these nursing students around the booth because I was talking about this book, right? <laughs> I was talking about this book. And this, so there was like nursing students all around the book. And there was this one lady, she was a small lady, right? And she was taking photos of, re of my booth. And I didn't even notice it, but somebody from Team Remar was like, can we help you? And I'm like thinking like this was a nurse educator because she's sitting there, she's like taking pictures. And I'm like, oh, well maybe she wants to show her school, show her students who Remar is, right? Don't y'all know it was, it was UWorld. It was literally the main speaker for UWorld that was taking pictures of our booth and like standing there. And I'm just like, lady, like, what are you doing? <laughs> But you know what the Bible says? That we are the head and not the tail. And so it makes sense for people to be marveled at like, what is going on with this company? Like, why are people calling themselves Remar nurses? And why are they coming? And why are they showing them? What's happening? Listen, because this is a community that has a silent partner that is bigger than anybody. Our silent partner is God. You know what I mean? And so as long as we are a people, as long as we are a people who know to come here and, oh man, y'all just, y'all just have no idea. You guys have no idea, but when you show up and you give your testimonies, God is so good. God is so good. And so thank you so much for everybody that comes here and just for one minute, allow, allow your testimony to be evident that you have passed NCLEX with Remark. Hey, oh my goodness, so good. So anyways, let me get back into it. <laughs> the health teaching that we have to give to patients with sickle cell anemia, because we love these patients and we want them to be health or healthy, we have to tell them, hey, proper circulation, avoid a, um, you know, hypoxia to their, um, to their, you know, to their everyday thing, like we have to tell them you have to avoid, you have to avoid situations where you're going to be low on oxygen. All right. Now, educate on signs and symptoms of crisis, prevent infections, adequate hydrations, receive vaccines and immunizations. Um, and so when I say vaccines and immunizations, it's going to be the standard ones that we are required to remember. Okay. And eating a balanced diet, having those green leafy vegetables, iron and fol folate. Also, we do need to be able to refer them to genetic counseling because if a patient with sickle cell anemia intends to have children, then they have to understand the risk of passing this trait down, this condition down to their children, okay? Now, psychological counseling as well, because anytime that you're experiencing multiple hospitalizations in pain and you have to change your lifestyle, it can become depressive. It, you need to have an outlet. And then also birth control counseling as well. Birth control counseling as well. Congratulations. This is good. Oh, wait, it's time for questions already. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to do this. So right now, uh, let me just check real quick because you know, we have to do our share goals. I know we have over 500 people watching on, uh, on YouTube. So we have 500 people watching. How many likes do we have? We have 179 likes. Well, that's just not gonna do today, all right? <laughs> that's just not going to do. So we need to get the likes up to 
at least 275. Let me write that down. 275 is our number, so we need 100 more likes. Let's go. Okay, uh, Regina and Mark, you world is now putting lectures with their question bank and rationales. That's what you're saying. That's what I thought too. I'm like, people are watching what Remar is doing and they know that what they have it's just not enough. They got to make it better. So I saw, I saw that they are trying to do that now. Mm, mm, mm. Shameful, 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 shameful. All right, here we go. Remar to the top. Question number one is a 15 year old African-American client was brought to the emergency room due to severe weakness and states she has been anemic ever since. Okay. If the client has sickle cell anemia, which of the following chronic findings should the nurse expect? Select three findings. Okay, so, all right. So a 15-year-old African-American client was brought to the emergency room due to severe weakness and states. She has been anemic ever since, okay? So if the client has sickle cell anemia, okay, which of the following chronic findings should the nurse expect? Select three findings. Number one, are we going to expect leg uh, gastrointestinal ulcers? Are we going to expect leg ulcers? Are we going to expect visual changes? Are we going to expect systolic murmurs? Or five, osteoporosis. All right. That's right, Remar. <laughs> Look, first they laugh, then they copy. That's what they say. That's what they say. And so we cool with that. I, I want to see more people praising God. I want to see more people testifying that the Lord is the savior, right? Jesus is Lord. I don't know if it's going to happen. No, I don't know if they're going to go that far. They might not go that far. They're not going to go that far. So. Okay. So the correct answer, correct, correct answer is this. Two, three, and four. Were you a safe nurse here? First of all, you have to be a safe nurse number one, to know that there were three correct answers. So you have to be able to read for next gen all the way down to the final. And then you have to, you have to be able to select the three based on content. So somebody with sickle cell anemia, I'm going to be expecting leg ulcers, definitely, because they're going to have poor wound healing. All right. Visual changes. I talked about retinopathy, so we're going to have that. And then systolic murmurs as well. Boom. I love it. Safe nurses. There were so, so many of you guys got this one right. But guess what? We really need to unlock the, well, we already unlocked it. We already unlocked it. You got 283 likes. So wow. Wow. Already. I got it. I got to challenge you guys more. You guys are on it. You're ready for scary topics. You're ready to unlock the bonus question. You're ready for it all. And I love it. Question number two says this, the nurse is caring for an infant with sickle cell anemia. So we know that can be a thing. The client suddenly develops paler and hypotension. And the nurse understands that the client is likely experiencing what? Is it a painful crisis? Is it two, gastric bleeding? Is it three, acute sequestration crisis? Or four, heart failure? If you showed up for the content, you learned something new today, and you're going to get this right. That's how it works. Content, content over questions. Okay. Content over questions. I love what I'm seeing. 
question number two, the answer is number three, acute sequestration crisis. And this happens in infancy up to two years. And you have a sudden, onness, uh, sudden onset of paleness, hypotension. Okay. And remember, because I said that spleen is trapped up with blood. And so the blood can't get to the baby. Okay. Um, and so if it's not treated, it can progress to hypovolemic shock and death. And so this happens as the red blood cells are trapped in the spleen. I'm so glad that I was able to teach that to you today because it is very important for my pediatric nurses. Question number three says this, here we go. A gravid client with a diagnosis of sickle cell anemia is admitted due to labor pains. To prevent sickling um, crisis during labor, the nurse should do what? Patient comes in, they're pregnant, labor pains. We want to prevent a sickle crisis. So what should we do? Number one, maintain aseptic techniques. Two, provide warm room temperature. Three, give oxygen therapy. Four, administer IV albumin for hydration. What sayeth you guys? Oh, be careful. Be so careful. All right. The correct answer is number three. But I tried to give you the distractor of number four because I put this term here, this hydration, right? Administer IV albumin for hydration. Did some of you guys fall for it? The correct answer actually was number three here. During labor, the oxygen demand is higher. This is a hypoxic event. Uh, so providing supplemental oxygen is helpful in meeting the oxygen demand, okay? So warranted aseptic technique during labor and delivery, that should be a part of the facility protocol anyways. And option two and four are not indicated. I think I might've tricked some people, but that's why you come to class, okay? So that you won't be tricked when it's time for NCLEX. It'll be easier to, for you. Okay, question number four, here we go. The nurse is caring for a client who is in sickle cell crisis. Which of the following intervention can best manage the situation, okay? Number one, administer an analgesic. Two, promote bed rest. Three, oxygen therapy. Four, hydrate with IV fluids. I'm gonna be quiet and let you guys pick this one. I'm gonna be quiet and let you be safe nurses. And you guys are going to do the right thing. Okay. All right. And I gave you time to think. I'm so happy from what I'm seeing. You were not tricked. This patient is in a sickle cell crisis. And so hydration, hydration is going to be the priority with sickle cell anemia. Okay, hydration is the most important because the issue is that blood is clumped together. And so we need to decrease the viscosity of the blood. We need to thin it out, thin it out. And so oxygen won't thin out the blood, but fluids will, okay? Analgesics will take away the pain, but it won't thin out the blood. So this is how I want you to think about this. Very good. And I saw the comment, what type of IV fluids? Don't worry about that. Let the doctor ultimately decide, but it's probably going to be a normal saline. More than likely, it's going to be a normal saline, okay? 
amazing. Let me pause for the cause for this beautiful testimonial. Lorena, Lorena says, hi, Regina. I passed my R and NCLEX on my first trial after 17 years of leaving school. So I use V2 and showed up for Monday and Wednesday class. This content is so important to God be the glory. Thank you, Regina, Mark, and team. 17 years out of being out of 17 years. I I don't even know what to say. Miracle. Miracle. That's what we'll call it. Because I mean, what? What? Amazing. Amazing. Question number five. This, I don't do we even need question number five? I think we do. Let's do question number five. And if anybody else wants to come on with a miracle testimonial, I think that's the theme for today, actually. The theme for today is actually miracles. Um, four clients, man, four clients present to the emergency room at the same time. Who should the nurse see first? Okay, number one, a client with sickle cell anemia reporting severe chest pain shortness of breath, and a temperature of 101.5. Two, a client with sickle cell anemia, okay? So another client with sickle cell anemia, they're reporting a pain crisis, nine out of 10 in the lower back with the history of medication noncompliance. Three, client with sickle cell anemia reporting leg pain, seven out of 10 with swelling and redness noted. Or four, a client with sickle cell anemia reporting severe headache, blurred vision, dizziness, and a blood pressure of 160 over 95. Who, who is our priority patient? You guys are getting better and better. Every week, I swear, every week. I was up last night trying to fool you, but it, doesn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay, wait, wait. Here's the right answer. This was challenging. Everybody had sickle cell anemia. Everybody was unstable. The correct answer was number one. And the majority of you got, I would say mostly everybody got this one, which is phenomenal. Do you feel good about yourself today? Safe nurses, this patient was the most serious because they have number one, sickle cell anemia, but they have chest pain and respiratory distress, okay? Um, and then they have a temperature as well. And so this could rapidly progress to respiratory failure. And then that is going to not be good for our patient. So I am so proud of you guys today. I was up late trying to throw in some, some really tough questions. But I say, if they come to class, all right, if they come to the first class, now the second class is tonight. If they come to the first class, then they'll learn the subject. And then when you see it on NCLEX, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. Now it's time for Monday motivation. And let's just throw in, somebody named it Miracle Monday motivation. And I just love that today. Um, delay, but not denied. And this is a common theme here because we have people who are repeat test takers. You are, listen, you're, you're repeat test takers. You're scared to take NCLEX. So you keep changing the date. And, or you're on your way to taking NCLEX, but you're just not there yet. And so delayed but not denied applies to everybody here. Delayed but not denied applies to everybody here. Tag your friends. So what is the one word that you don't like to hear? And especially this, 
delayed, especially if you're traveling somewhere. And I don't know how many people have ever flied Spirit Airlines. Like, I think if it had been a different time in my life, I probably would have flown Spirit Airlines. And I'm not trying to just pick on one particular airline, but I looked and it said that Spirit Airlines has the most delayed flights more than anybody ever, right? So if you have traveled Spirit Airline, you may have experienced this word delayed, your flight being delayed. Now, if you, you know, just put it out there, right? Um, Spirit Airlines delaying flights. But I guess you could ex you you could have experienced this delay in something else in another thing. But we know what it's like to be delayed. It's inconvenienced. It is not what you plan for. It pushes everything back. All right. It pushes everything back. And so delayed. All right. We don't like to hear it. We don't like to hear it. Delayed. If you're stuck in traffic, if you you know your flight's been delayed, the package has been delayed. I know about that. Um, are you waiting for somebody and they are not on time? It is frustrating. But I want us to take note of this particularly because sometimes the blessing or the miracle that you want to happen does not come when you want it. And there is always, I don't think God does anything by mistake. There's always something to look at on the other side about delays because delaying can also bring good results, okay? Delaying can also bring good results. And so one of the things that I saw was that, hey, if you have been on a spirit flight and you've been delayed, the company can give you compensation for that, right? Isn't that a great thing? Like if, if, uh, if, if you're delayed because of something else and the person is able to benefit you or give you more because you experience that delay, that's great. That is a great thing. And I, I, I applied it to something else. And this wasn't even, this was before we were getting the miracle testimonials today. I, I really wasn't expecting all that came through, but our topic for today, and this is for somebody, this is for somebody. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, okay? Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Now, listen to this. This comes from John chapter 11. This comes from John chapter 11. Now, I love this. I absolutely love this because this was a miracle. Some of you may know this story, but this was the last miracle that Jesus did. This was the last miracle that Jesus did. And when we think about the reason and the purpose of Jesus doing everything that he did, it all was for our benefit. It was all for our benefit. So let me just tell you the background of this story. Lazarus was one of the siblings that we read about in the Bible. So there are three siblings. A lady had three kids, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Jesus was really close with them. Like he loved all of them, right? And so when the brother Lazarus got sick, they sent word to Jesus, who was somewhere in another town preaching, doing what he wants, doing what he usually does. And they said, hey, Lazarus, you know, the one that you love, he's sick. Can you come quickly and heal him? Because we know Jesus did his thing. He healed people who were sick. And so they said, surely if this is your friend, you would come back right away and you would heal, right? Heal him. Well, Jesus did what? 
he delayed himself. The miracle delayed itself. And in doing so, what happened to Lazarus? His illness progressed. Whatever he had, whatever he had overtook him because Jesus had not come in time. And so imagine how devastated the sisters were. Imagine how sad everybody and how disappointed the whole family was because they were waiting for God to show up thinking surely he would come and he doesn't come when they feel like they needed him most. And so they lost a brother, which back then, you know, the males in the family, they were, um, you know, they were the, the ones that secured the, the fortune, the, you know, the household, you, you needed your brother, especially as a woman, you needed your brother to be there to make sure that you were taken care of. All right. So yes, Jesus delayed his coming. He delayed the miracle and Lazarus died. And so when he gets there, I love this. When he gets there in an emotional moment, he goes to the tomb, right? It says, you know, he was sad. He goes to the tomb and he ordered the disciples to move the stone away from the tomb. There was a big stone and he told them to roll it away. And they did. And then he called out and he said, Lazarus, come out. And then the man was resuscitated. I like that. I like that term. I know he was also resurrected, but Jesus also resuscitated him because he had the same body. When he came out, he came out bound, right? Wrapped in the linen cloth and cloth around his face. Jesus says, you know, take off the grave clothes from him and let him go. Many people who saw this miracle believed on the son of God. They believed Jesus because of the resurrection he did. This resurrection was very important because Jesus would also be resurrected. And so while Jesus was said to be resurrected, the people said, yes, Jesus was resurrected. Lazarus was also alive to say, yeah, he resurrected me. Look at me. Y'all remember when I died? And so there's some great things to come out of this, but I just want to go back to this part of the story because I feel like there's one part of the story that's specifically for us. And to me, it's the question here where Jesus tells them to move the stone away from the tomb. And you think about it like, Jesus, you're about to resurrect them, this man from the dead. Why don't you just move the stone away? Why doesn't, why doesn't Jesus just move his finger and the stone rolls away? Anybody wonder that? Why? Mark, have you ever thought about that? Like, why doesn't Jesus do it all? You, you're there at the tomb. Just move the stone away and then resurrect. Do, do like a, but then it, it made sense to me in the fact that there are certain things that Jesus won't do if we can do them ourselves. So the disciples did not have the power to resurrect the man from the dead but they did have the power to roll the stone away. That's something that they could have done. And I think it's that in our lives too. There are certain miracles that only God can do, but he's also given us the power to do some things too. So what can you do as a part of your miracle? There's something that you have to do. There's something that you have to act in faith in. And so the disciples, 
they had to believe that Jesus was about to do something in order for them to move that stone away. You have to do your part, right? You have to do your part. And so we can't all just sit back and think, well, oh, well, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that I can do. You know, woe is me. No, God was testing. Like, I like that. God was testing their faith to say, roll that stone back. Because at the same time, it's like, no, he's been in there for four days. They said he's going to be stinking. You, why would we do that? Why would we open it up? And he's been dead for that long. No, show me that you have faith that I'm going to do what I promised. And so roll the stone away. And so whatever it is in your life that's holding you back, whatever is covering up your progress, you need to roll the stone away so that God can actually do the miracle. And, that, and that's what I love. You know, Jesus, he does the miracle. God, he can, from this story, we know that he can revitalize dead dreams. God is full of surprises. Whatever you think, you have no idea what God can do. He can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could even think of. All right. And in your waiting, in your waiting, God is not wasting. There is something that is happening during this time that you are waiting, okay? And so while Jesus was waiting to come, all right, what God is trying to teach us about, uh, you know, the Lazarus death is that the timing is on God. Sometimes you don't get what you want right when you want because you need to remember where your help cometh from. You need to have some faith in the situation. And if you think that you're doing it by yourself all the time, then you won't have the character to understand. This is the scripture. This is the scripture for today. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Okay. Isaiah 55, 8. <laughs> and so... This is it for us. This is it. You don't have to understand everything that's happening to you, but you do have to believe that God is always working it out. He's always working it out. And there's something that you need to do. All right. There's something that you need to do. So what is it? What do you need to do? For most of us is get out of our own way. It literally is, is stopping with the negative talk is, is stop doubting. Okay. It's, it's, it's saying, I'm no longer going to be lazy about this thing. I'm no longer going to, uh, procrastinate and put things off. I'm going to make this a priority. Your nursing license is the next ministry field. And it's the greatest ministry field because you literally will be committed to it. You're already committed to it, like honestly, but even if you're in a small area right now or you feel like, oh, God is not really using me, wait till you get into nursing. You're gonna see how God uses you when you get into the nurse. <laughs> when you get that job as a nurse, you're gonna see the ministry field for what it is because you are going to need to have the likeness of Christ to be a nurse. And you're going to need to be able to see people at their lowest and have compassion for them because you at one time had been there. And, and, and so specifically, Remar nurses, 
we have an additional calling to not only minister in healing, but minister the gospel. And it's not always just preaching and giving scriptures. Rarely did I do that. Rarely did I do that. But I know that when I'm coming to a patient's room, I have a light that I don't have to, I don't have to explain it. People will see that light in me, right? Um, and so we are not a people who take things for granted. Our nursing license is, is, is one of those things we don't take for granted. We understand our calling. We understand our purpose. You guys. So as we think about rolling our stones away and getting out of our own way, I'm going to ask you to make an investment tonight. I'm going to ask you to make three investments this week. Usually I'm only asking you to make two um, Mondays and Wednesdays, but we do have a class tonight. And so I want you to set your alarm 8 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're in California, you know that's 5 p.m. Um, you know, wherever you are, okay? We have a class tonight. It's scary topics, okay? I want you to show up for class. This is an investment of the best time kind because number one, I'm doing it for you. I'm taking out time to have a special class for you. And I like that you're ready for class tonight, okay? I'm gonna ask you to make an investment and I want you to commit to it. Just say yes, okay? Tonight at eight, tomorrow night at eight, Wednesday night at nine, three investments this week. And this is in order for you to be prepared for your licensure exam. Okay, in order for you to be prepared for your licensure exam. So what time is it? And what's, I don't know, what time is it in Minnesota? I don't know. There might be somebody else that know. Yes, this will be a sold out class. Audience of one, you, in, in your living room. Yeah, okay. With your blanket underneath the space heater, wherever you like to be, I don't know. But we have a class of one, you, you need to be there. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready for you. I'm excited about this. Um, it's something that I, 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 I cherish because I know the testimonials that I got today, I know there are more coming. There are more coming. There are more. I can, I will, I must pass NCLEX. There are more. I'm going to be the next Remar nurse. 2023, this year has flown by, but it is, it is, it is tarrying because there are some more people who need to get their nursing license. And so if you have to take NCLEX, this is literally a class you cannot miss, okay? It's not coming back around again. So by faith, set your alarm so that you can be on tonight, okay? By faith, set your alarm so you can be on tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I will see you guys there, all right? Remember, they rolled the stone away. That's all they had to do. They had to roll the stone away and believe. And that's all you guys have to do. Roll that stone away. Believe that you will be there. All right. Believe that that nursing license is coming. I see it. Okay. <laughs> I see it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Tonight, we will do scary topics for NCLEX. 8 p.m. Eastern time, all right? And it is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday event. This is my last event that I will be doing for the month of October. And I 
I, I just want you guys to be a part of it. Uh, Remar is definitely, like I said, we are definitely game changers and everything that we do is for the benefit of our Remar nurses. So we continue to be a strong community and we can continue to change this industry. We need it. We need it. We definitely need a revolution in the NCLEX world. And I think that the Remar nurses are ready to give it, ready to give it. So tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you guys so much for watching another Monday Motivation. How to pass NCLEX has been served. It was a pleasure. I'll see you guys tonight. Bye-bye. <laughs>